Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ, his Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us give thanks you know it's a privilege to give thanks to God and I just want to talk with you a little bit because of all the changes that you're going through presently about repositioning with thanksgiving it's really key for us to understand and know that the progression of a winning team is knowing the time to pass the ball pass the baton like the men of Issachar understanding the times and the seasons and the purpose of it God says in Isaiah 49 excuse me 43 19 look at the new thing I'm going to do it's already happening don't you see it I will make a road in the desert I will make rivers in the dry land the message version says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. You know how we like to cling to things the way we know they are. We're not a, per a people that like to change and, and shift quickly, but transitions are necessary in our life. And so this translation says, don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. God's name is I am. And there is a presence about that, that he is in the moment, though he perceives the end from the beginning, he is present in the present moment. He doesn't allow the future or the past to distract him from what's happening in this moment. He says, I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert rivers in the badlands wild animals will even say thank you because i provided water in the desert rivers through the sun-baked earth drinking water for the people i chose the people i made especially for myself a people custom made to praise me that's you that's me we were custom made to give thanks and praise to the Lord and he's given us water in the dry places in our lives in our spirits when our heart is parched and we feel the thirst for more of him he provides rivers of living water that will never run dry the passion translation says I'm doing something brand new something unheard of and truly we are experiencing that even now it will sprout and grow and mature so we can look forward to these new beginnings blossoming into something phenomenal in our lives don't you perceive it i will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert that's one of my favorite devotionals streams in the desert but that is what god provides for us when we go with the flow of where the holy spirit is taking us 
I am so excited about what's happening at TPH, the transitioning of leadership, um, those stepping up, um, being Joshua's and Caleb's in this hour to take this generation into the promise and prepare for generations to come. That is the source of what kingdom building is all about versus personal empires. And so I'm just giving a shout out to Pastor Tony and Pastor Jude, who I know is up to the task to lead this generation into what God has promised to unfold as it does in the days to come. You know, God himself is the master of transition and handing off the baton. Father to Son, yeah, Son to Holy Spirit, and then ultimately all the glory will come back to him because all roads always lead back to God. But this is the strength of individual positioning resulting in corporate power. This is how the kingdom is built versus personal empires. The Trinity is one. They all reign in one kingdom that is overall because it's not fragmented or fractured. Oh, the body of Christ needs unity at this point. We need strong, brave men of God that know when to pass the baton for the ongoing generation to rise and step up and take their place. That takes wisdom. It takes vision. It takes foresight. And we see that even um, in COVID-19, in this time, uh, there are similarities between us, the people of God, and the trek of the Israelites. They also endured plagues. We call it a pandemic, but it's a plague. And the bad news is that it hasn't been the first plague and it won't be the last. But the good news is after they escaped the plagues, they experienced a transfer of wealth. And I believe that God has decided to take the church back for himself do some reshuffling, some repositioning, renewal, revival, restoration, and with it comes a transfer of wealth. If we've been able to tap into his spirit and hear what the spirit is saying, receive the instructions, follow them. We cannot come out of this situation, this pandemic, empty-handed. There should be a shift of wealth. You should have experienced wealth throughout this time. Uh, we were not locked down. We were sojourning and marking time, as I like to call it. But God was downloading valuable things into us so that we could come out wealthier than before. Your relationships should be wealthier. You should have great ideas for business that will make you wealthier. Some people are getting wealthy right now. I mean, there are some people that have not suffered because they took advantage of the time. And I pray that you are in that number, but it's not too late to get in the flow of what the spirit is doing and experience that great transfer of wealth. They also got to see the sovereignty of God. They got to see all hindrances being defeated and removed from their pathway. And that was vital to give them the faith to move forward. When they saw God standing up for them, they knew that they could do it. And so they moved out. And then after wandering in the wilderness, there was a pivotal shift in leadership for the coming generation of those who would occupy the promise. And I believe that's what you're experiencing. I call it the rising of the remnant. It's a season when God allowed what could, would not be conducive to moving forward, to fall away, to be reshifted, to be reshuffled. And it takes insight to know when it's time for change. 
And it takes even greater courage to move forward with the change. And so I commend those who are now being shifted for greater things. I hope you know that's what you're being shifted for. Ushering in a new season, new, new leadership, and newness of thought. I just, I'm so excited about this time. You know, I, there was a key scripture that came up in my heart when I was asked to speak to you this Sunday, and it was Joshua 1-7. It's after Moses has gone to be with the Lord. Pastor Tony has not gone to be with the Lord, but he is taking a different position, and he's assigned Pastor Jude to step into the head uh, leadership position, which he is up to. He is Joshua in this hour. And so God spoke to Joshua, Pastor Jude, and he said to him, Moses is gone. Get going. Cross the Jordan River. You and all the people cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of land you set your foot on. And I'm reading from the message translation for a reason. Just as I promised Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon east to the great river, it's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I will be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either to the left or to the right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Now, you see, I believe that you've moved from marking time in the wilderness during this time of waiting out a pandemic to shifting into the position to move forward. Now, I want to break down what I just read to you because I think that it's critical. I think that it's important. There are five promises within this command to Joshua, and there were five instructions. The promises were, I'm giving you the land. It's been given to you. You already possess it. The Bible says, call those things that are not as though they were. And we ask when we don't have, but we declare when we have received. And so we have received. God has given you the land. And now you get to declare that you're going in to the promise. You're possessing for the kingdom's sake in greater measure. You're doing new things. You're scaling higher heights. You are going from glory to glory. The next promise he said is nobody is going to be able to hold out against you. And so no matter what opposition comes, what questions come, what doubts or fears might assault you during this time, nothing will be able to stand against you. The spirit of God himself will raise up a standard and see you through. So don't be doubtful. You know, I love the fact that uh, when God chose Joshua, he also chose Caleb's. And I know that you're surrounded with Caleb's, Pastor Jude. And he said that those that Caleb had a different spirit. 
And, you know, I've always prayed, God, give me a different spirit, the kind that God would admire. He said that Caleb had followed him wholeheartedly all the days of his life. And so these are the markers for great men who do great things and do great exploits because they know their God. He says, I will be with you was the third promise. You will not have to do this alone. And he says that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and upbraids not. He will be with you. And then he says, you are going to lead this people to inherit the land, I promise. So it's his promise and he's commissioned you to lead them into the next phase of kingdom enlargement and dominion. He says, I'm with you every step. He's not going to drop the ball. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is with you. That's something to rejoice and give thanks for. But he gives seven instructions as well. He says, be strong and courageous. Let me repeat that. Be strong and courageous. Know that the joy of the Lord is your strength and the knowledge of who is with you, who is for you, who is dancing over you should give you courage. And then he says, give it everything you have. Hey, it's all in. Now is the time to passionately pursue the things that God has set your heart to, your hand to. Give it everything that you have, heart, soul, mind, and strength. He is with you. And as you pour yourself into your assignment, he will have your back. Make sure that you carry out Moses' instructions. I know that you've been mentored well and prepared for such a time as this. Follow those things that you have learned and God will add to it and take you from level to level. Don't get off track. Don't allow the distractions of life, the distractions of people, naysayers, those who would question this transition, those who might not be sure of the way forward. Don't get off track track. How do we stay on track? We stay on track by pondering God's word day and night, day and night, night and day. The do's, the don'ts, the past revelations of his goodness and his promises to us. These are the things that build us up and make us fit for the journey. It's not just about what he says to do and what he says don't do, but it's about when we look into the word of God, we see his character we see revelations of his goodness. We see how he's brought people through um, in the midst of uh, frightening circumstances. And we also see his promises to us. And these are the things that build us up and keep us on track and keep us moving. And then he says to practice my word consistently. Practice my word consistently. You know, um, in a time like this, there are so many things that assault our mindset that can pull us off track, and even fears and doubts and uncertainties that arise in our own hearts. We must always cast down those imaginations that exalt themselves against what we know about God, the word of God. We practice the word and we align everything that comes our way against the light of the word. Is it true? Is it a praise? Is it a virtue? Is it of excellence? Is it praiseworthy? Is it pure? Is it authentic? Is it real? And as we examine anything that might assault our mind or come against us in the light of that, we'll be able to cast down the things that take us off track 
and get back where we're supposed to be and continue moving forward. Now he started off telling him to be strong and courageous and he reminds him of that as his last statement again. Be strong and courageous, not timid and not discouraged. Now you've got to, it's got to be noted here that a shift in your heart condition precedes a physical reposition. Let me say that again. A shift in your heart condition precedes a physical reposition. Your body is going to follow your heart's focus. Gratitude and thanksgiving build and increase the faith that we need to move forward. Gratitude puts you in remembrance of what God has previously done, giving you the faith to believe for what he's about to do and compelling you into the obedience that it takes to birth the promise. We've weathered the storm and we are coming out the better for it. I love Psalm 126. Um, I'm going to read two versions to you. The New Living Translation says, When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! Restore our fortunes, Lord. As streams renew the desert, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. God's going to give us an amazing testimony out of this season. It is going to be like a dream. Can you believe that one day we will look back on this time and say, wow, I can't believe that happened. But guess what? We made it through. And in that season, amazing revelations came that perpetuated and were the catalyst for where we stand today. The shifts, the changes, the repositioning, the reassignments, the renewal, the revival, all came out of what looked like a dead season that looked like nothing good could come out of it. And yet here we are. Wow. It's like a dream. And it's going to give us shouts of joy. We're going to say hallelujah because we're going to be so overcome with the goodness of what God did. He kept us and he brought us through. And not only did he bring us through, but he enlarged the place of our dwelling. How amazing is that? The message puts it this way. It seemed like a dream, too good to be true. When God returned Zion's exiles, we laughed, we sang. That's how I'm going to feel when I get back to Ghana. I feel like an exile. I am returning home and I will laugh and I will sing. And I do believe my good fortune and you should too. It said that we were the talk of the nations and God was wonderful to them. They were all proclaiming. God was wonderful to us. He is wonderful to us. We are one happy people. And now God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. And so, those who planted their crops in despair, know that you're going to shout hurrahs at the harvest. There's a harvest coming. We've just been in the preliminary setup for things to come. And we know that there's always chaos before a change. Chaos before change. Time and time again, the world started off that way. There was chaos and the Holy Spirit was brooding over what looked like nothing. But God spoke to it and it became something. The Holy Spirit is brooding again. He is brooding over his church. 
He's brooding over his people individually and corporately. And as he broods, he is breathing. I hope that right now you'd stop and just breathe it in. Breathe in the breath of life that he is extending to you. Breathe in the newness. Breathe in the refreshing. Breathe in the restoration. Breathe in the rejuvenation. Oh my gosh. Breathe in the revival that's on the way and you are being positioned for that revival in an amazing way. So if you've gone off with heavy hearts, have an expectation of returning, laughing with armloads of blessings. Let us all begin to laugh and give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. What are we giving thanks for? We give thanks because we too are out of Egypt. Even as the lockdown begins to be lifted in different stages, we look forward to the full release, the full release of being able to gather to worship, being able to gather in uh, one another's homes. I believe that God is repositioning the church into uh, microorganisms that will then come together corporately in a very powerful way. But I think that in this season, he is taking the time to build us individually so that we are corporately strong, so that we become a movement, a movement in the earth, a movement that convicts those who does not, who don't know him. It convicts those who have railed against God when they see what God has done in our lives and how he's brought us through and out they too will rejoice and begin to praise God. So give thanks because we are out of Egypt. Proclaim it, believe it, receive it right now. We give thanks that we have not only survived, but thrived in the wilderness. We are thriving in the pandemic. We are coming forth better and richer for it. We are not coming out empty-handed. We are making our way to the, to the promise and we have much in store, but even now we're laden down with the blessings of God. We are a wealthier people because of what we've been through and what we've endured. We give thanks that we are attaining the promise. Yes, it is in sight. I hope you can see it. If not, you need to close your eyes right now and get a vision of things to come. The things that God has written on your heart, the things that he's planted in your spirit, they will come to pass. All is not lost. We've just been shifted and repositioned to receive the things that he's promised. You know, sometimes we have to come to a full stop so that God can do an inner work in each of us to prepare us for the external. And so we take this time, we embrace this time. We're not chafing against this time. We're looking forward to the new while we head towards it. We have a vision of it in our minds and we've written it clearly so that we can run with that vision. We give thanks also that we're establishing lasting legacy for the generations to come. The young people behind us need us to leave a firm foundation for them to walk on. They're on fire. We've got to get on fire like them. Get fired up and ready to proclaim the goodness of God to the captives, to set the captives free. This new generation that's coming up is bold, uncompromising, and unwavering. And we're laying the foundation and we're handing the baton to them so that they step up and run the race. Oh yes, you see, because God has promised that we'll run and not grow weary, we will walk and not faint, and that the young men will dream dreams, will prophesy. There's so much to look forward to. It's a new season, and for that, we give thanks. 
We thank God for greater tomorrows. This is eternal progression. You know that if you're not moving, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're stagnating. And if you're stagnating, it means you're dying. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. More abundant grace, more abundant mercy, and a glorious life. It said that in Ephesians that he set his heart on you for glorious living. That is God's determination for us. And for that, we give thanks for the life we've experienced thus far and that yet to come. Please bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father God, we give thanks. We thank you for change. We thank you for newness of life. We thank you for new opportunities. We thank you for new designs and strategies for moving forward and building your kingdom and glorifying your name. I thank you for the leadership. I thank you for the wisdom and the insight and the vision that they have. I thank you that they understand the seasons and the purpose of it. I thank you that you, Holy Spirit, are the one laying mantles on each one right now that's been newly assigned that you are pouring out your grace on them and that they will be fit for the journey, fit for the job. They will stand firm. They will be uh, fearless and resolute and they will walk in wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Lord, let them fear nothing. Let them be strong and courageous and let the people rejoice. Rejoice because they are righteous leaders. And it says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And so, Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for TPH. We give you thanks for every single expression under that umbrella. We thank you, Lord, for the work that you are doing in, around, through, and for this people. I thank you that you've kept them this far and you are moving them up another level from glory to glory to glory. Enlarge their vision, enlarge their territory. For these things, we give thanks. We embrace all that you've assigned to us and we thank you for the privilege and the honor of serving you, such a great and mighty God. Oh, Father, we surrender to you in this hour. We say yes to your will and to your way. Our hearts are grateful to overflowing. We're grateful, God. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanksgiving in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. There is no other name. God bless you. I am so excited for this season you're in. I can't wait to join you again in person and love on you in person. And uh, just remember that God is with you. So be strong and courageous.